Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the very first episode of Hoopers and Shooters. Are you mad? This is the very beginning. Very beginning. But before I gas all of this, let me let me first introduce you to the people in the building. So first of all, first of all, the guy to my left. What are you saying, my brother? It's your boy SGD, S Grandizzy, Sunny Grandeza, aka the great one. We outside, man. What's going on? Yo, 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 yo. What are you saying, my guy? Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy Wengs, aka Wengers Godson. Underrated tactical, local hero. You know how the thing's set. Come on. It's your boy Josh. Black Cop Josh in the building. You get me? Let's preserve the beautiful game. It's all about the beautiful game, man. Jay Selenke, you know, goes six foot three, tall, dark, and handsome. If you want to get to know me, um, yeah, man, the game's gone, man, and I'm here to bring it back. And I am your host, the vigilante, top shooter, certified hooper, normal. <laughs> hey, man, what are you not saying? Where did you steal that intro from, bro? Man's heard that intro before. Where did you steal that from? Yo, bro, that was rehearsed to T. Man rehearsed that. It's all right, man. It's all right. Man, man, definitely rehearsed that. It was in the mirror this morning, there, and I top shit yourself, I did, bro. Yeah, so boom. What I wanted to get, what I wanted to get first, episode one stuff in it. Yeah, it only makes sense if we could talk about last season, in it. I mean. I kind of want all of you lot's opinions in regards to last season. Um, and when I say last season, I'm not just talking about the Prem. I'm talking about everything. So Carlin Cup, FA Cup, Europa League, Premier League. And then I want you to kind of give a rating out of 10 of last season, innit? So, yeah, no, nah, for me, obviously, yeah, man's disappointed to not leave last season with any form of VVS first and foremost, innit? Like, I feel like we played too good to end the season with no trophies. You understand what I mean? That. Like, I didn't really care too tough about the domestic cup competitions. For me, I was looking at the Europa League and looking at our league position and thinking, yeah, top four and Europa League, that's what I want. But as the season progressed, and obviously we started doing better in the league and whatnot, I was looking at that Prem and thinking, yeah, man, like it's more than attainable. And I feel like we should have got it. You understand what I mean? Obviously, we'll get into why we didn't get it later on. But, you know what I mean? I felt like we should have got it. Then the way we went out of the Europa League, I was thinking, ah, cool, that like, I'll accept that if we win the Prem. But then to not win the Prem, not win the Europa, not win no domestics, it's a bit like, ah, oh, get me. It's hard to rate the season any higher than a seven, I'll be real. That's a seven for me. Okay, it's a seven. Okay, what would have made it an eight? Trophy, bro. Like, any, listen, if we got a trophy, it would have been an eight and upwards, depending on what trophy it was. If we got that Europa League, I might have even given it a nine, bro. Cause we pushed City all the way. If we got that European trophy that we ain't got in how many years, you understand what I mean? I might have rated it like an 8.59. You get me? If we won that Premier, it would have been a 10, bro. Facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, fairs, fairs, fairs. That makes sense. What are you saying, things? Um, for me, I think my expectation for the season was top four and a trophy. Got a second and absolutely nothing, so I'm gonna look at that season. I'm gonna give that a, a six and a half. Mm, now repeat, repeat that again, though, man. All right, cool. So basically, I think for me, my initial expectations of the season were top four and a trophy. Arteta gave me second and no trophy, so uh, I don't look at the title. I think the title charge is opportunity, and I don't think we capitalize on it. So I can only really give it a six and a half or a six max, to be honest. If I'm being totally harsh. Mm. 
and what you're ignoring everything that happened during the season. I think what happens in the, during the season it gives indication for me of like what we could look like long term in it. Like it, it gave me signs like with a young team we could build a dynasty. But the first thing you have to do is is win with a young squad. And I thought that Europe that Carabao Cup where C ain't there that's the greatest opportunity you can have. So if we finish fourth without a trophy, mm, I think if there was less signs of the future, I'd be a lot more disappointed. But no, um, no, out of ten. Oh, out of ten, the same. But we finished fourth. Oh, five. So, so challenging for the title is one point above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think the way that we performed when we challenged for ta- the title, I'll give it like a one or one and a half more. A hundred percent, yeah. No, it's not one and a half. You gave it a one. I gave it a six and a half at the start, bro. Right. I, uh, six and a half, six. Hey, just checking, just don't try to do to me, What's going on here? Just checking, Jamie. Just checking. Hey, what do you say, Josh? Um, do you know what? Yeah, like every other Arsenal fan. I would have taken top four start of the season. Um, I feel like I, the Amanda Marudi touching a few of the sentiments I have as well in the sense of like, we ended up challenging for the league. So there's an opportunity there. And I feel like ultimately the opportunity was too, for, it was too big of an opportunity for us to miss it. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like ultimately not winning the Premier League in totality was a failure in my opinion. Uh, because of how close we were. Um, also, when you take into the account, like, getting knocked out of the FA Cup, Carabao Cup, went out to Sporting in the Europa, that's three years in a row now, Teta's got knocked out Europa. So, positive signs there in the sense of, like, stylistically, we evolved. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're looking much better. Um, young core coming through. So there's optimism there. But I just feel like, considering how the season ended, I'm kind of with Vengs. I can't give the season more than like a 6.57. Like, you can play beautiful football all you want, but the game's about winning. And we didn't win. <laughs> you get me? We left empty-handed. So, yeah, 6.5. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And Jay, what are you saying? Out of 10? <coughs> um, I hear everyone's sentiment. And I think because we top four comfortably I won't give it a five and because we challenged I can prop it up by one 1.5 so for me um, a, a, a very gen- generous 6.5 I should be saying six but I'll give him a 6.5 because um, yeah results didn't go the way we wanted but I feel like he tactically he transformed and made an identity that we can build from going forward. That's why it gets to 6.5 for me. So it would have been a six, but I think because we can now see this is the Arsenal way, this is our tetable, it gets a 0.5. So 6.5 for me, um, mainly because um, I went on record and even said that we're winning the league. Um, and in my opinion, I don't think Man City won the league. I think we absolutely bottled it. So you get a lot of my negative points for that. Um, whether or not you feel like he should have taken the Europa seriously or he, or he, sh- he shouldn't have um, that's another trophy that we didn't win that in my opinion a lot of Arsenal fans whether or not that competition was taken seriously expected us to perform a lot better de- a lot better than we did so again more negative points um, and then in both the domestic trophies Carabao and FA Cup I feel like we un- underperformed in, in both of them um, I for one 
didn't really care about winning the domestics last season because my you know my eyes were on um, Europa and then when it became realistic the Premier League so I, d- I, I didn't really care for the domestics but not caring doesn't mean that you underperform in the domestics and that's why I feel like again there's some negative points there so I think 6.5 is a fair um, score for Arteta and Arsenal over the last season so you lot care about the Carabao again what do you mean we care about it again? I never knew anyone loved the Carabao. No, did, did you hear me say I loved it? Yeah. I said that regardless of whether I wanted it or not, yeah. you can't underperform in your domestic trophy. And we underperformed so, in the so Carabao. So you wanted the Carabao? I never said I wanted it. So when Wenger was using a 19-year-old, were you judging him for... No, because, again, those 19-year-olds were still performing in the Carabao Cup and in the FA Cup. No, but Reece... No, 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 no. We're talking about performing. We're talking about results. I yeah, but, but but when okay, sorry. When yeah. I when I when I say perform, I mean they were getting results. Wenger was getting results in the FA Cup when he was using nineteen year olds, eighteen year olds. Okay, no, no, FA Cup's a different one. We'll get to the FA Cup, but I'm talking about the Carabao. Yeah. We, so again, so we didn't win a lot of Carabaos, but these eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds are still getting to semi finals. So you're disappointed we didn't win the Carabao? No, I'm disappointed we didn't get to the semi final of the Carabao. As 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 a team in the UK, that's one of the best four teams in the country, we should be getting to the semi-final of both the Carabao and FA Cup. That's why I said at the start, I don't care about us not winning it, but to not get to the semi-final of either of those domestic trophies, it's underperforming. The only reason I'm pressing you, Sonny... You know, you know, you're not pressing me, you're no trying problem. to press no, no, me. No, I don't know, probably. No, you're not, you're not, you're not controlling <laughs> I, def- I definitely see you sweating, I definitely see you sweating still. Well, your yeah. duo's getting <laughs> tighter right now. <laughs> the reason I'm pressing you is because mm. you can't not give credit for winning something, but then when he doesn't uh, win it, then you're not. Then you're using that as a bat to bat someone. What do you mean? So if he won the Carabao, no one will get. No one will care. You so might get. He might get a point five from. No, me. no. But I'm. No, I'm saying to you, no one will care. So why is that the stick to beat someone with? Because I mean, I'll care. I can't lie. Two, 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 oh, so you care about the Carabao? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's different. If someone cares about the Carabao, mm-hmm. my. That's something else. Yeah, yeah but if my, my, my argument is, you've asked us to rate it. If he won the Carabao, I might have given him a seven because that's a point five. I don't care of it about it so much to give him an additional one or okay, one point five, fair, fair, fair. but he gets a point five. That's a seven. Clary. Where's the FA Cup? That's another one. Gets to an eight. Uh, well, wait, 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 hold on. Carabao's point five. What's the FA Cup? One. And what's the uh, Europa League? Europa League, the Euro- Europa League, for me personally, yeah. would have been a one. But it doesn't mean that it's th- the same as the FA Cup, but yeah. the level of... Tro- competition it is you only get a one for it yeah. if it was the champions league oh you're getting a two bro and if you want the premier league you're probably getting enough a two 2.5 as well but for me that rating is not dependent on what everyone else thinks of that that was my personal no no first no no i hear season. you because i weight trophies as well i weight them what were you gonna say josh no i was just gonna say like my point was based on the fact that we didn't win anything so i care about the the carabao in it like because again you could you don't get a trophy for playing nice football would you have done a parade for it but why does that no, matter? That, that, why does no, that no, matter? I'm just trying to... Why does that matter? <laughs> no, no, what are you trying to do? Why does that matter? No. I was even too stumped to say anything, do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, do you know what it is, yeah? I'm just trying to figure out what trophies matter to fans and what trophies don't. Every um, every trophy should matter, bro. Every tro- no, yeah, every trophy, every trophy matters, should so. matter. No, yeah. but I, I think it should be circumstantial, though. Like, we're a, we're a youth project, isn't it? We're the youngest team to ever... If we had won the league, we would by, by comfortably be the youngest team to win it. And we're the youngest team in the league last year. You need, you need you need to win with a young team, otherwise what are you doing? So that's why to me winning the Carabao was so important. We'd have sent a good message. Yeah, you, you start off the dynasty by winning and you end it by winning. You can't you can't start a winning dynasty without winning a trophy. That's weird. Facts, facts, facts. No, I, I hear that. I hear that. All I'm trying to do is probe, trying to see if you're not just trying to see the right answers or if you're not making sense. 
Nah, bro, I don't pick and choose. Any competition that we're in and the trophy's available, I want the trophy, bro. Nah, but I was going to say, yeah. Shield coming up, I want the trophy. Carabao, I want the trophy. FA Cup, I Wait, want the trophy. Wait, you Community Shield as a trophy? Hell yeah, bro. English Super Cup, bro. Wow, this guy, this guy's gonna be celebrating. <laughs> hey, English Super Cup, bro. I don't make the rules. Wow, wow, wow. No, but I was gonna ask, you. yeah. No, but do you not think that you lot are being too harsh with the ratings of Arteta, considering they were the youngest team in the league? Who, 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 whose decision was it for us to be the youngest team in the league? No, but do you not think whose that... decision was it, bro? I, 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 cool, cool, cool. One nil, one nil, one nil. But what I'm saying is, yeah, is like the the fact that a young team never really wins anything. Do you not think that you're now Whose being too harsh with that in mind? Was it? No, but you're not I answering only, my I question, can, I, though, I, I, bro. I, I can't be too harsh if it's your plan to identify the team as being one of the youngest. And, it, and on top of that, yeah, if you look at the execution, the football we were playing, we were comfortably top two best teams in the league, definitely one of the best teams in Europe. So, so why is it six? Oh, no, you said seven. Yeah, I yeah. said seven, but... Obviously, for me, that's why I look at uh, last season somewhat as an underachievement in terms of the fact that we didn't win anything. You get what I'm saying? That we overachieved in the league because no one expected us to be challenging. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. But in terms of not winning anything, I feel that we underachieved 100%. And uh, if Arteta truly believed that he had the youngest team in the league and that was an issue, he had January to rectify that issue because we knew that we were in a title race in January. And then he signed a squad player in Kivio, Zion Trossard... <laughs> I mean. And Trossard was a good signing, though. I'll yeah, no, Trossard, yeah, yeah. Trossard ended up being Tr a good signing. Trossard and Jorginho were good signings, though. I'll die on that hill every no, single day of the week. What I don't understand is, like, if you know that you're a young team and you've just added experienced winners, why is that now a problem? I'm confused. Like, why is that now, like, a bad thing? Like, I'm, I'm still I, 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 I didn't call it a problem. Okay. So, what, everyone's happy with January window, yeah? I am. I just, I'm not happy okay. with the way he utilised the squad. Okay. okay. Like, that, now to me, a, is... That's a different conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest issue from yeah, last yeah, season yeah, for yeah. me. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I, I, I think in January, even though they might not have been everyone's top priority signings, he got signings in that he could have still used to make sure that the job was finished in the end. Whether that's a case of, right, cool, we're out of Europa League, he still had a squad, in my opinion, available to him to make sure that we could have limped over the line in the Premier League. And, and you know why um, I second that, yeah? Because towards the end of the season, Rob Holden having stinkers could have used Kiria. Thomas Partey having stinkers, you could have used Jorginho more. So the players that you brought in, two of them, could have been used a lot more than they actually were, especially Kiria. Obviously, like the jury's still out on him. We don't know how good he is. If, if he's, you know what I mean? We don't know what he's going to become in it. But in terms of what he showed us was that he was a level above Rob Holden. And we could see that in terms of when he was on the pitch towards the latter end of the season, we could actually play the way we want to play without Saliba. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, like, for me, the way the manager rotated and used the squad in crunch time, that was the main issue for me. No, I feel like you lot are spot on. I think 6.5 makes sense in regards to a rating of the season. But I just wanted you lot to explain your positions properly so no one starts going, oh, why is it low? Why is it thingy? And I feel like you explained it properly. But as you spoke about Kyria and players of that ilk, Trossard and that, that lot. I wanted mm -hmm. to um, run through the signings of last season and I want you lot to tell me who you lot think Arsenal signing of the season was. Yeah? So Arsenal signed Gabriel Jesus, mm -hmm. Zinchenko, mm. Fabio Vieira, Kivio, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trossard and Jorginho. Oh yeah, and Matt Turner and Marquinhos. 
So who do you not think was Arsenal's signing of this of last season? Uh, what can I say, Saliba? No. If not Saliba, yeah, for me, it's kind of a split between um, Trossard and Jesus. That for me, I think the way um, Jesus transformed our attack, yeah, and again, Lacazette, you know, he was a good servant for Arsenal, but Jesus just offers something completely different. You understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Jesus offers something completely different. Obviously, we've got a Lacazette guy in the building. You understand what I mean? Shout out my guy, Reese. You understand? Lacazette's nephew and that. But yeah, man, Jesus transformed our attack after your your cousin or uncle or whatever he is. Do you left? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, and obviously, when he got injured, we, we the squad was hurting. You understand what I mean? Like, we played Eddie up front. Eddie done his best, but he just doesn't really... Like, he doesn't really play the way the team needs our striker to play. And then when Trossard came in, it's like, bang, we were back. You understand what I mean? Um, Zinchenko's up there for a shout as well, I'll be honest. But for me, yeah, I'll probably give it to Jesus. Um, Bengs, what are you saying? I, I think, let me just start off by this, yeah. I rewatched Arsenal versus Burnley. And I watched what Thomas Partey had to do in that midfield. Oh, my days. Arteta should be sued for some form of abuse, bro. My signing of the season is Inchenko. Played and simple. The things that that guy does for our team. The way he's preserved Thomas Partey's legs as they're declining. Yeah? The build-out. The, the, the finding the guys in the pockets. Yeah? The unpredictability in what we're doing. He would just say, nah, I'm going to run from left back and go and play right wing. That's what I like for my left back, yeah? Go look at the stats. Progressive passes, tick, yeah? Aerial duels, tick, yeah? Playmaking, tick. Chances one, created, one, 1v1 tick. defending. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Wait, 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 wait. You know what, mid-flow? That was so rude. <laughs> he was cooking too much. I had to come, come and turn, turn the turn cooker the off, bro. Like, uh, if you if you've gone under the heat, you have to get in the kitchen, bro. No, but you have to answer the question. 1v1 defending. Um, to be continued, TBC, TBC, okay. TBC. But, <laughs> but aerial Jews, though, uh, yeah. But what I would say is it what in, to summarize, yeah, Zinchenko to me is just like, yeah, you can't find another player like him. So, yeah, for me, that's 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 my player of the season or well, signing season. Sorry, yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with Vengs as well, Zinchenko. Um, I know Jay just alluded to his defensive capabilities in it, and I'll admit. That's not his strongest point. But again, what he's offered us on the ball, like, it's almost akin to what flipping what's-his-face does for Liverpool, Trent. That defensively, he's not the strongest. Mm? No, I'm not saying it's the same level. Like, obviously, Trent does a mad thing, but I'm just saying, in terms of the role they play in the team, isn't it? Like, what Trent offers Liverpool, I feel like Zinchenko almost offers us, like, it's almost irreplaceable. You see what happens when Tierney's there. Tommy Asu defensively looks great when he goes there, but it's not the same on the ball. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And Zinchenko, I'll give it to him over Gabriel because obviously he played a longer part of the season as well. You get me? He was right there to the end. So, yeah, I have to go with Zinchenko, man. He was? Like, you see you see the thing with Zinchenko, yeah? And again, like, obviously that's your opinion. I understand why guys will put him up there. But if you actually check the numbers, he only played 27 games last season. You understand what I mean? Uh, but he missed the, he missed the earlier part of the season for sure, but in the crunch time and the running and all that, Zinchenko was there, bro. Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool game was crunch time. 
that was a horror show. I can't even. Again, I've I've, I've admitted defensively he's not the greatest guy in it. Like, I'll, I'll hold my hands up to that. Wait, Jay, which Liverpool game are you talking about? The away one. Crunch time. Gotta yeah, but, the but, one. but my thing is, yeah, he, um, Zinchenko played one game more than Gabriel Jesus. One game. And Jesus was out for four months. Boy. Yeah, when you put that, that's a shot. bit mad, yeah. <laughs> but when you say that, though, bro, you also forget that he still had a calf injury that he had, that Arsenal, like, encouraged him to fix whilst he was there, bro. Yeah, Jesus was playing through an injury as well, wasn't and, he? And part of that injury is that you had to have surgery. So I'm saying, so you can't really criticize one and then and then use that criticism against the other. They're both the same. Is that is that why he's missing preseason now? Because of that, because like, he ain't played no games. That's true. Bro, but this is this is this season. Why are we talking about preseason? Is, is Zinchenko no, injury like, prone? Is that, that topic that we have to discuss? Oh, he's been injury prone though. Yeah, oh, okay. Injury. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. injury prone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Interesting. Um, my my thing is, regardless of how you painted it, regardless of how you looked at it, um. Arsenal's defense, in my opinion, was going to survive without Sinchenko. There's no two ways about it. We've had, we've, we've had for the longest time, in my opinion, a very solid defense in the Premier League. I feel like people don't get me wrong. What Sinchenko brings to the team is solid, but I think because he's painted out to be the only person that could have done what he did last season, people now make it feel like without Zinchenko, we die, or he was our most important player, or he's this and he's that, and. For me, again, with or without Zinchenko, that defence would have survived. Gabriel Jesus absolutely revolutionised our attack. The way we transition, the way we attack defences, the way we score goals, the way he brings people into the game, the way he links up with our, our wide players. Gabriel Jesus, for me personally, when people didn't like Aubameyang and they didn't like Lacazette, I said, the issue we have here is that we need... Aubameyang and Lacazette to fuse and make one player. And I personally didn't think there was a player in the world that could do it until Jesus came to Arsenal. And even me, I had my doubts. But he has proven everyone wrong. Jesus can't score. Scores goals. Jesus isn't good in the air. Scores headers. Oh, Jesus can only be... He beats multiple men. He creates chances for himself. He creates chances for everyone else in the team. For me, Gabriel Jesus was our sign of the season, hands down. And that's with being out for four months. For me, I hear everything you lot are saying, but I can't lie. I think I side with Vengs and Josh. I think Zinchenko, thirty million pound, you paid for that youth. Thirty okay. million. Are you, so are you talking about performances or the price, bro? No, no, no. Signing of the season. That's what I'm talking about. Signing of the season. Price he came in with, and the, uh, and the performances that came with it. He is. Like, think of how many left backs we have in this team now. Yeah, uh, so and we still look this. for this guy back in the team. Go on. If we were to sell Zinchenko tomorrow, how much would he go for? More than what we paid for him. Yeah, but how much? Fifty. Zinchenko goes for fifty million pounds minimum yeah. playing to another team to play left back. Maybe let's, let's maybe sixty. <laughs> oh, let's be serious here. <laughs> Who? What team? What team is paying sixty million pounds for someone that can only play? Inverted left back. No, 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 Jay. He, but Bro, he, he can't can play in midfield. Exactly. Yeah. Like he doesn't for his national team. If they're signing him, they're not just signing for left back. Hey, you know, you know, you know. If we didn't sign Zinchenko for City from City last season, this season I don't think City get rid of him, especially with all of those midfielders that's leaving. Zinchenko is a quality player. The only problem with Zinchenko is two things: mm -hmm. injury prone, mm -hmm. shocking, mm -hmm. need some yam, Kenke, yeah, <laughs> and two, what you said earlier. Defending and and less one v one and more 
he goes to sleep. I hate the p- way people run off him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my thing with him, yeah? The way people run off him. Like, some of the 1v1s, I've seen him stand up. He's kind of sorted it. I, I even liked his reaction to the Trent thing because... <laughs> he has to react like that, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's but, his fault? But, <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? But that's not what he used to judge. Like, I think Chelsea, people ran off him. Uh, United, someone ran off him. Like, there's games where people run off him. But I'm talking about the strengths. All my days, when that guy's not in the team, I can see something's missing. Like, and that's have why you, have I'm you a seen, big... He hasn't, he hasn't played all pre-season. Yeah. Have you still seen that something missing? And Bro, do you know what's mad? Mm-hmm. He just came from the Emirates. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah that's what I'm I saying. didn't see no control today. Oh, the stop only it, time, Reece, man. Stop it, man. Wait, wait, Reese. Let me, let me even back. add to what you're saying, yeah? Wait, hold on. Timber wait, playing I said left- it. I said it. Earlier, you so. thought you saw control today? I said Timber it playing left back. I felt like he was doing everything that Zinchenko does for us. No, I'm, no, no. JJ, JJ. Let me, let me hop in well, here. The yeah. reason, the, uh, two seconds. The reason, the, the reason for me personally why I feel like we lacked control today wasn't because of the inverted left back. It was because of the left eight. Mm, I, I disagree, yeah. But I, I think today you saw very much shades of the requirements that old Thomas Partey had to do, bro. And that is because he doesn't have the same ball progressor next to him like Zinchenko. Timber's quality, a lot of things, but he's not Zinchenko. He's I think not. you're blaming the wrong person. I think Declan Rice, again, this is digressing a bit, but Declan Rice in the left eight today is the reason why we didn't have as much uh, Who was in the left eight before? Nah, what, what Rice, Rice started. Who was in Rice, the, Rice started. No, no, who started. was in the left eight last season? Granit Xhaka. Didn't you have the same issues? No, I think we had more control with Granit Xhaka. No, no, you felt you did because of Zinchenko. No, because of all of them. Zinchenko played a part, don't get me wrong. Zinchenko definitely played... If Zinchenko played today with Declan Rice on the left side of the field, I feel like we lack control also. Wait, wait, wait. No. I think you're missing the question. When we played Leeds, for example, away, and the games where we started with four centre-backs early doors, yeah? No Zinchenko. Do you feel like we had the same level of control? To be no, fair, Brent, my, my to be point fair, is Brentford, all of, Brentford, but Brentford. no, no, but, but yeah. again, my point is all of them Brentford, helped the control. I'm, I'm, if I hear this Brentford game one more yeah, time. But Brentford, we had control though. <laughs> but anyways, on. we digress. Sound of the, I, if you're telling me value for money, I absolutely hear you. But if you're telling me performances, like I said earlier, I feel like that's defence, that transition going forward is not impacted that much without Zinchenko. KT, yeah, he's not the best, but he can, he can play there. Um, Tommy Asu been playing le- left back and inverted from the left. We signed Timber this year. Again, we would have survived without Sanchenko. Would we have survived without Gabriel Jesus being signed? Probably not. Do we challenge for the title without Gabriel Jesus? Probably not. I've got to be real. I think you need to go back and watch the games the year before because we were bad, bro. Huh? We couldn't have progressed the ball. I swear down, if Thomas Partey weren't progressing the ball, we couldn't do it. Thomas Partey wasn't pro- pro- progressing the ball that much last the season before last. So again, it wasn't the year before we signed Zinchenko, Thomas Partey was doing a lot of work. Him Remember and Odegaard. He said himself the first four months that he was struggling. And then? And then he got better. So in the rest of the season, aside from the first four months, even in the first four well, months we never, when he wasn't we, playing well. But when we started playing well, he Zinchenko playing wasn't, well. yeah, he started playing well, but Zinchenko wasn't there. That's my point. My point is we would have survived and we've seen us survive without Zinchenko. I strongly believe, don't get me wrong, yeah, it looked nice when Eddie was there and Trossard came in. Without Gabriel Jesus, we do not challenge for the league. Without Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli doesn't get the goals he gets. Without Gabriel Jesus, Saka doesn't get the goals he, get, he gets. Odegaard, so many players are affected with Gabriel Jesus not being in the team. And the thing with both of the guys that we're talking about, you can look at Zinchenko and be frustrated with his um, defensive contribution sometimes. Obviously, like Veng said, his aerial uh, duels are actually very good. But like I said, he can get caught off the ball. 
and people are frustrated, let's say, with Jesus with some of the chances he was missing. After he finished twining that 3,000 people, he got <laughs> tired. <laughs> Put the ball back yeah, in. Yeah, but hey, Zeus so always make up. something go for you, know? work I do hear you. Yeah. But I feel like Zinchenko's flaws, maybe because he plays defence, can't be hidden. If Zinchenko yeah. gets cooked, he gets cooked. Yeah, I hear If Zeus misses a chance, we know, most likely, that game, he's going to bag the next one. Most likely. Or I'm not saying assist. always. Or get, or get an yeah. assist. I'm not saying always, but most likely. I just want to quickly ask you, yeah, how often did we see those flaws, though? Last season, with Zinchenko, yeah. After us, he's got in spaces. I was mentioning it nearly after every game. Zinchenko's doing this thing again where I just want him to play left back. Nearly every, at least two or three times a game, Zinchenko, please just play left back. I think the game he jarred me the most was sporting. <laughs> bro, sporting. like the just play left back, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. don't get. Me, I get the manager's instruction, but if you're this important guy to us, sometimes you need to assess the situation in the game. And just play left back, bro. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's I, fair. I think they were both brilliant signings. Though. I definitely think they made that's us kick on. Yeah, I think so. they're both brilliant signings. The fact that the room is split and we're having this, like, yeah, it just yeah. goes to show the, the progress that's being made at Arsenal. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, man. It's, yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear what you guys are saying, but I just feel like... One, one thing I can give both of them credit for is they instilled a certain mentality into the 100%. team. 100%. You understand that the, the players were playing with so much more belief. Like Even in certain games when it wasn't going our way, look how many last-minute winners we scored. Like we kept going, we kept fighting, we kept pushing, and they added much-needed quality, both of them. So it's like whoever you have as signing of, your se- as of, signing of the season for last season, it will be yeah. one of them two, 100%. I can't be mad at it, man. Zinchenko yeah. from the rip came in saying he believed we could win the league, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and Gabriel Jesus came came in playing like a man yeah. trying to win the league. Que- do you know what que- I mean? Quest- question though, do you feel like either of those two players coming from the teams that they came from could have done more when we needed them to? Crunch time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, both of them. them. Both <laughs> of them. But then it's like it's frustrating. Don't you think? Like we signed these guys to be those guys to help us in crunch time, and then it's like, bro, like. But, what happened, man? but do you know where it is, yeah? Where they came from, they had a squad full of players at that level. Mm. Being the only two players, uh, well, three alongside Thomas Partey, at that level, it, it's, it's difficult to try and drag a young team over the line. And in Zinchenko, I'm not going to lie, I saw a man that looked like he felt the pressure of the moment. And with Gabriel Jesus, it's hard to tell because obviously he came back from a bad injury, so... I can't tell whether it was like a drop in confidence, a drop in form. Like, just you know how players are when they come back from long term injuries. It's like they'll hit the ground running maybe their first couple of games back. And then after that four or five games, like the pace of the game starts to catch up to them because they've been out for four months. So it's like it's hard to really tell what went wrong. But I definitely feel like that, that moment at Anfield away for Zinchenko, I feel like to him, he might have looked at that and said, you know what? I think I've just lost us the league because he looked devastated. Yeah. Like he looked absolutely devastated. No, what, but, um, what I will say is though, um, and we'll have a conversation about the manager another time. Um, talk about squad depth and how he uses um, <laughs> the people off the bench. But what I will say is, in that game, we were screaming for Tierney for t- oh my days for. Well, time. Why were we screaming for Tierney? Um, because you could see that Zinchenko in that game was the weakness. Yeah. But but that's why I'm saying, even though. I hear it. He has got a weakness. 
you can look at the Jesus thing and say, bro, there was games where I think Southampton. Yeah, but do you scream for someone else when Jesus isn't having those games, or do you feel like? No, uh, remember, some people felt Trossard shouldn't have been taken uh, from the starting yeah, lineup. But we, I think, uh, you know, that's madness, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I like Trossard, but do, do you know what it is? People yeah, screaming for Trossard over I, Jesus. I I love what Zinchenko brings to the table, but. As you said earlier, some games just re- require a left back. <laughs> don't, I don't require an extra centre mid. I don't require, like, do you get what I mean? Like, I just require a left back to be good at what a traditional left back is mm, good at. Yeah. Well, you man don't like gifts, though. What? You don't think Zinchenko moving to right centre mid to join in is a gift? I think it's a gift and when a it works. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's a gift and a curse because when we're under the cosh, that's just not what I need, bro. Like, I don't need my left back all the way at right centre mid. Like, why, I need my left back. why are we under the cosh? Because at Anfield, they're just putting us under bare pressure, bro. That place is fake. Anfield is not a real place, bro. I'm telling you, listen, that you lot need to understand, yeah? Anfield is not a real place. There's some kind of, I don't know, bro, like, there's something weird about that place that when they are on you, they're just on you, bro. Heritage. Heritage. Yeah, but you, you sound like our terror in the documentary, bro. But it's a real thing. I've heard some of the it's best managers thing. in the world talk always about Anfield, didn't it? Bro. No, but I think there's something that you touched on earlier about Zinchenko and Gabi Jesus leading a young squad. And the fact that 25, 26, they are one of the most senior members is mad. They are, they are the most and like, do you know what I mean? Like you're taking... That's their prime though. No, but you're taking a squad that young to now say, we're taking you guys to the league. And they 25 and you're senior. That's, that's mad, bro. They're older than Gabriel, older than everyone, literally. I, I do think, though, if if both of them are fit for the whole season, I think we win the league. Obviously, we can't do ifs, buts, and maybes. That what's happened has happened. But considering one played 26, the other played 27 games, they missed, what, 23 games combined. Do you understand what I mean? So it might, some of the games were the same games, but a lot of the time, when one was fit, the other wasn't fit. So we don't really know what, a fully fit Zinchenko season that Arsenal looks at. We don't know what a fully fit Gabriel Jesus season that Arsenal looks like. And I think if they both stayed fully fit, we would have had a much better chance of winning the league, even though they were both fit during crunch time. The maddest thing is, so, so they we'll, we'll, never, we'll, ne- we'll never know now because both of them are injured. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they both win the award then, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, okay, I, don't, mean, I, don't, I don't mind. mind. I'm not mad at it. They I'm can split that. Mad. They're boys, isn't it? You know what I mean? They can, I'm not I mean. mad at that at all. One, one thing I would give Jesus that we don't talk about credit for, um, the way we pressed up the pitch. We suffocated opponents. Oh, my days. That press was mad, mad, mad to deal with and I feel like that's got to be highlighted as well but hey this links me to the last part of this podcast this is where we give the awards the important awards do you know what I'm mm, saying mm, yeah? mm. I want to know from each one of you lot first who are your hoopers of the season yeah I don't care about bronze yeah I just want who you're going to give the silver medal to and the gold medal too. Okay. You know what I'm saying, yeah? Mm. Hoopers of the season. I was going to do the flops, but we're going to miss that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, want to do yeah, the That's okay. It's one of the man that I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to do the <laughs> negative thing. I don't want to do the negative thing. So let's keep this positive. Who are your hoopers of the season? I want you to think deep, hard, pause, all of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was yo, crazy. Yo. We don't yo. condone none of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, yeah, so, bro. Um, yo. Yeah, so, yeah, let me know. What are you saying, son? Uh, for me, it's difficult, yeah, because 
obviously it fluctuated. Like my main hoop of the season for me is Martin Odegaard. I'm just gonna put that out there. I think he was phenomenal last season. Like he done pretty much everything I asked of him. And the only one thing I could have said is maybe turn up a little bit more in certain big games. But even that big game player, Newcastle away, Spurs away, Chelsea at home. You understand what I'm saying? Like he, he turned up in a lot of games. Anfield, um, Liverpool at home. I said Anfield at home, you know, that's crazy. Liverpool at home got the assist for Martinelli's goal. So it's like I couldn't have asked for too much more um, from Martin Odegaard without having to be ultra critical. So for me... You couldn't he, ask for too much more? Nah, man, I don't... I, yeah, I don't... I don't I don't think so. I think I think he delivered, man. Mm, just I'm yeah, just asking. Yeah, I think he delivered. So, there were certain games I felt like I couldn't find him, but yeah. I think um my my second place, like it's it's been a bit it fluctuated, but I feel like the the running kind of sealed it for me. It's got to go to Martinelli, man. I just think that guy, he's he's just, bro. There's something about him, and I get it. A lot of people don't feel like it's aesthetically pleasing or whatever, but the youth's just effective. Like, he knows how to affect games. And when it comes to the big pressure moments and that, like, he's there, he makes sure he stands up and he's counted. Like, again, Liverpool home and away. You understand what I mean? Like, United, that goal... I can't believe that goal got ruled out, by the way, at Old Trafford. That's one of the worst decisions I've seen in my life, bro. Like, because I feel like if that goal stands, we win the game. But it's like, he has so many moments. And I think a lot of his game is underrated. But I think the level of improvement... From the season before to what we saw last season, that uh, it's close between him and Saka, but the running for me, I'm just gonna give it to Martinelli. In it, I'm gonna change order slightly. Jay, um, gold and silver, yeah. Um, silver, um, for me, goes to who um, I've been raving on about as um, the best performing centre back in the league last year. Um, firstly. Um, consistency secondly reliable um, thirdly I feel like when all the other centre-backs towards the end of the season started disappearing be it by injury or just not turning up um, this guy had maybe one two max bad games in the, f- in the final month but um, I think he, he was always going to have a tough time when things were being chopped and changed in, in the team um, and the guys that usually were in front of him we're changing a lot. Um, so for me personally, I think without this guy, um, especially when Saliba got injured, he wouldn't have looked um, the same. Um, Gabriel Magalesh, man. Um, yeah, shake, shake, yeah, I have to shake your hand, brother. But um, Hooper, serious Hooper. He might not look pretty on the eye, but the guy's effective. Uh, a lot of the men them are shaking their head. They can, they can, they can. Movie, bro, nah, land, bro, 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 um, and Gabriel Magalhães with the six on his back is one of those few players that we hadn't haven't had in a long time that just gets the job done. Um, people like to talk about Bozo moments, and I don't like bringing other like players down. But if we actually start counting Bozo moments, it'll look spooky for other members of the team <laughs> because he has a lot less mistakes leading to goals and shots than other members of this team that are propped to levels <laughs> that shouldn't be propped God. to where they are. So 
But hey, again, Reece looks disgusting. This is, a, this is a long, this is a long dialogue for um, the silver medal. No, it's not a long dialogue, bro. We're locked in. We're no, all locked yeah, in. I know, I, know, I know they're locked in, but we're locked in. Is it, I, by the way, by the way, I'm talking. He might be gold. He might as well be gold. But nah, he's silver for me. Um, and gold. This guy should never be given a pilot license. <laughs> <laughs> um, gold is going to surprise a few people um, because I was one of his biggest critics um, the season prior, especially when he was on loan. Um, but I think sometimes it's good to give people their flowers. Um, and the captain, Captain Odegaard, I feel like this season he truly stepped up. Um and he he t- he took the team to another level. I feel like people always say this thing about Arteta having like his second in command on on the f- on, on the field. And <laughs> I'm not going hey, Jay's in pain. <laughs> uh, if you look in here, uh, this is hurting Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, severe pain because I didn't expect him to oh, blow up man. as much as he has. But you, like I said, sometimes it's good to give people their flowers. And I think Odegaard has absolutely blown. He's not the same player that I saw. Um, last season, but he's the player that I demanded to see this season. Um, people mentioned Odegaard, the ESRs, the Buendias. This guy has just said, what? You think I'm on their level? Let me show you something. However, another challenge, and I know it's going to sound mad cheeky, but with all the goals and the assists and the performances he had last season, he needs to duplicate that plus a little bit more this season. So, it really, so especially if he wants to take that, that step above Kevin De Bruyne, because for me right now, no one's talking to Kevin De Bruyne, but this is now your platform to be like, KDB, yeah? You're going to score against us like that and go to the fans and do that celebration? Yeah? All right, cool. I've got something for you next um, next season. So for me personally, and if I'm speaking truthfully, I think it's going to be hard for him to replicate what he did this season, but I think he can, man. So yeah, man, gold goes to Odegaard. Nah, good takes, good takes. Um, Josh? Yeah. And make sure you don't crash your plane, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going for um this player for silver. Um a player we signed a few years back. Um for whatever reason the manager decided he wasn't ready yet. A lot of the fans went uproar about that, including myself. Um but again I have to hold my hands up and say that the manager's decision paid off. Personally, I think he's on his way to world class status. Um, we're talking about Gabriel. We've oh, should I say we've spoken about Gabriel Zinchenko and all these kind of guys? But for me, as soon as this guy got injured against Sporting, bro, we were in trouble, man. William Saliba for me, Silva to have that sort of impact at his age from the first game. Do you know what I mean? Like he's been a he when he was in the team. Like no one was panicking. Do you know what I mean? Very composed on the ball. Um, plays beyond these years, man. So for me, William Saliba and Silver plays, and my player of the season. Just, just two sex though, yeah. Let me ask you a question: If it was Gabriel that got injured back into the, the season, and it was Saliba and Holding, do you feel like you still win those games? It wouldn't have been Saliba and Holding. Who would it have been? Kyrgios left footed, bro. How do you know? We, do, we don't know that. Kibio played on the right. Oh, today. you don't know. Exactly, we don't know. No, that. That, but okay, that's what I'm asking. So, uh, uh, wh- 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 it was. When, when you say we don't know that, as in we don't know he's left footed, or we don't no, know no, that no, he would have no, played. No, we don't know, we don't <laughs> know he would have played next to Saliba. So, whether it's um, Kibio, Tomiyasi, Holding, do you feel like you would have still struggled, or do you feel like it would have still been the same? Personally, for me, 
And again, I'm a big Gabriel fan, isn't it? Yeah, Let me yeah, make that very yeah, clear. Yeah. I'm a big Gabriel fan. But I saw you even alluded to alluded to it yourself here. Like mm. people say he has that bozo movements and whatnot. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I saw a few. I of just those. mentioned West Ham away. It's man. Yeah, Come it's on, especially man. especially in the, the, the title race, <laughs> there was a few moments where I'm like, oh, my brother, Saliba yeah, wouldn't have I, done that. I heard that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That level of composure and, and Saliba just makes it look easy, bro. Gabriel, when he's trying, I can see he's trying. Mm-mm-mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, Saliba's just smooth, bro. Like, And again, he's quicker on his feet, in my opinion, can recover. He, he recovers better than Gabriel as well when he does make the mistake. So for me, I'm going to go and say that Saliba, if it was the other way around, Saliba still in the team and Gabriel got injured, I think we might have still done it, you know? I can't lie. Especially especially with Kivio coming in in January, I'm with the mandem still. We would have played Kivio and Saliba, so I think we would have been all right. I think we would have been all right. But um, yeah, first place, I'm going for um, Martinelli, man. I feel like I'm I'm got, I'm giving it to him on the basis of how much he kicked on last mm, season, mm, isn't it? Mm. I feel like he was one. Uh, no one's taking it in. He was one goal away from breaking the record for the most goals by a Brazilian. Only because he got injured, right? In my opinion, yeah, because he got injured and all that. He came back and he had to refine his form again. But once he did, bro, he was clutch, clutch for us, man. So I feel like. This season, he's the player I'm most excited to see like, continue progressing, in my, opi- in, in my opinion, because I feel like his season is through the roof. So, yeah, Martinelli, for me, player of the season, man. Calm, calm. Vings, what are you saying? I'm going to start mine off here. Just by focusing on on a few points here, my, my silver medal goes to a man that started the season. Wait, wait, wait. So the theme of what I'm going to say here is slow and steady wins the race, yeah? Slow and steady, yeah? So my silver... Starts off with a guy who started the season with no hairline. People are asking him, why are you not performing? Bro, did you see? He started the season with no hairline. Yeah? Hairline coming, crisp, sharp. He starts playing, crisp, <laughs> sharp. Check the stats. Progressive carries, progressive passes, tackles in the final third. Yeah? Gabriel, man. What a, what a silver medal for him. I thought he started off the season wow. in a way that a lot of people are questioning his credentials, especially of how good Saliba looked next to him. And as the season progressed, you could see who was the more experienced player. Why? Facts. Consistency. Facts. Yeah? Slow and steady wins the race. My gold medal goes to another player who started the season slow. They were saying, how can your star boy get cooked or can't cook Tyreek Mitchell? They were saying the way that he's performing in the first three games, I don't know whether he can, he can demand the wages that he's demanding in his, new, in his renewal. Yeah? The way that that guy stepped up, and I think a lot of people focus so much on Odegaard, they don't realise them two are a partnership. Them two work off each other. They vibe. As when Odegaard plays well, trust me, you better know the guy at the right wing is cooking. My my, my player of the season has to be Saka. 100% Saka. I hear it, I hear it. You're the first Saka, isn't it? Yeah, the first yeah, 100%, man. But he's, he's been slept on. You know what it is? I think, I think a lot of people fall into the thing of where because he's from the academy, you almost don't appreciate the levels that he's shown from last year. But really and truly, bro, he was arguably one of the best right wingers in the whole of Europe. You know what it is? And yeah. excluding the World Cup, by the way, as well. I agree with you. He's one of the best right wingers in the whole of Europe. But there's something that sticks in the back of my mind like a sore thumb. This game week 28 thing might be real, you know. And, and it makes me laugh because Veng's whole thing was slow and steady wins, wins the, the race. race. He but he never spoke about the ending of the race. 
Wisdom, wisdom. <laughs> it's not his fault the people that were carrying the batons tripped up over the line, bro. <laughs> man seeing Granite Xhaka and, and these man just... Hey, let's not get, let me not be negative, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, like I said, in it, all of you lot's traces made a lot of sense. It's all positivity. It's about giving flowers to the players. For me, my silver medal went to a gentleman by the name of Martinelli. Yeah, that's his name. Not Dognelli. Not none of these stupid-ass names that people were bringing up. Martin Remember when they wanted him drop for trust? Yeah, yeah, Remember. yeah. Martinelli was fantastic for me. Yeah, he had a, that that little stint where okay, certain for things weren't going games. well. Yeah, for certain things weren't going well. Cool, but I felt I don't know if everyone else feels the same way. He was one of the only people I thought like understood the running. Like I can't think of how many games he was the one. I was like, what's happening with the rest of the guys here? But Martinelli understood the task at hand. Um, there's still there's still chinks to his armor. There's still things in his game he can improve. But the thing I love the most about Martinelli, it looks like he wants to improve. He wants more touches in the the area. He, I, I feel he knows he can work on a little bit of the <laughs> the other parts of the game, not just this head down running stuff. And I can see him trying it. I see him now taking the corners and the free kicks and the, do you know what I mean like even people don't talk about this a lot, but. His deliveries, like he's he had a few assists, a few nice little dinks into the box, left foot, Liverpool right foot, away. yeah, yeah, left foot, right foot. Like, what do you want? So, and I think the most thing, the most important thing I love about Martinelli, I think he's the only guy in this Arsenal team. Actually, no, there's another guy. Yeah, but he's one of the only guys in this Arsenal team when the ball is about to fall, fall to Martinelli, I think it's a goal. There's a lot of other guys where I have to wait and go, oh, is it uh, him? There's just something about that aura and I love it. Yeah, so I wanted to give Martinelli some flowers. Keep working on your craft. I'm sure you'll get to the level we all think you can get to. And my gold medal goes to a gentleman that, uh, me and him have got a love and hate relationship. Yeah. Um, the thing about me and this guy is like when it's like an important event, I can't find him at the location. Um, then I go somewhere else. Then he's putting in a shift. Then I go to another location. Then I just can't find him again. Like, bro, it's like he keeps running away from me. Um, I had a nickname for him called Casper. And I feel like when I launched the nickname, <laughs> a man said, what? Okay, let me show you something. Martin Erdegaard is, if not one of the most talented guys at our club, he is the most talented. One or the other, you lot can pick, yeah? When he's on song, this guy is the coldest thing to watch. I just need more of a consistency with these performances. I love what Jay said about KDB because I feel like there's a massive talent in there and I feel like if we can add consistency to his game, remember, I don't blame him fully. I feel like Arsenal were a bit predictable. Like I said, we'll have another uh, episode where we'll digging deeper but I feel like when you marked him out of the game we kind of struggled to play so that's a conversation I have another day but I just feel like I just want to see more sometimes and when it, when it really really counts but I think Martin Odegaard's been brilliant um, I think Sonny said a lot already in regards to how he done last season so shout out Martin Odegaard that is definitely my hooper of the season but before we end this first episode do you know what I mean this legendary historic mm -hmm. episode mm -hmm. zero, zero, 001 mm -hmm. I want to end it with who wants to be a historian. <laughs> I, I'm ready. <laughs> I've been seeing the man on spaces, the most basic questions, bro. 
Guys, why didn't you, you come up and get your VVS then, bro? No, I've been watching, bro. I've been waiting for this moment. I, I, just, just for the record, yeah, I am the current undisputed two-time football historian champion. I hear it. I hear All I know it, is I've got a bit of VVS in my trophy cabinet. Okay, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of talk from Jay, a lot of talk from I'm Josh. I'm not talking. I'm just saying a lot I've got of talk VVS from in my Sunny. cabinet. But there's someone silent in the corner. <laughs> so I, think I, I think I know who's out first. Here it is. Humility is my best asset. Ah, cool, it's my cool, best cool, asset. Cool, 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 I don't like cool. to waste it. I don't like to waste it. Right, so humility and not knowledge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. If you're out first round, yeah, it's looking very spooky over there. Not me, not me. So I'm going to go for 2012-2013 Premier League season. I'm going to go for Vengs first, Mr. Humility. Yeah. Vengs. Talk to me. Can you tell me who Adam Lefondre was playing for in two thousand two? Bro, I like it. I like yeah. it. Nice and quick. Finish the question. Nice and quick. Come on, come on, come on. Um, they died. Josh, can you let me know who Schneiderlin, Morgan Schneiderlin, was playing for in twenty twelve thirteen season? Yeah. Southampton. Yes, 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 yes. Josh. Uh, Jay, can you tell me who Charlie Adams was playing for in 2012? He's got some easy ones. He was at Charlie Adams, Blackpool. Stoke City. Stoke. See you later. Pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sonny, Yo. Mr. Grisenda himself. Yo. Can you tell me who Sean Maloney was playing for in 2012, 2013? He hates it in here. I can tell him. Hull City. Uh-uh. Wigan Athletic. Can you take <laughs> your bag and go to Terminal 2? <laughs> Vegs. Talk to me. Can you tell me who John Heitinger was playing for in 2012, 2013? Everton. Hey, 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 hey. Come on. I come like on. these quick responses. Man, I get some easy ones. Trust bro. me, bro. Thanks, me Sean Maloney. <laughs> Can you tell me who Liam Ridgewell was playing for in 2012, Ooh. 2013? Aston Villa. <laughs> West Brom Albion. Oh. West Bromwich Albion, yeah? Um, so the winner for today is the guy that was silenced. Maybe hum- maybe being <laughs> humble is a thing. Yeah, maybe this is the lesson we've got to take. Listen. Do you want to do a winner speech? I would, but I'm too humble. I respect it. Well, that's us for the first episode. What are we saying, man? Do you think we did well? Yeah, 100%. Hoopers and Shooters, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us on Twitter at Hoopers Shooters, Instagram Hoopers Shooters, YouTube Hoopers Shooters. Come on, man. Join the wave before it's too late, man. Facts, Do you know what I mean? Facts, Don't facts. be one of those guys that was like, oh, it's them lot. You know who it is already, man. So subscribe, follow the pages, all of that. On all the socials, who for shooters. Don't I, know. I'm apologies. I don't know how to end it. So. Mm-mm.